our one weekend party night. And so we're going to have some pizza here in a little bit and just kind of hang out and talk about one weekend. All right. So uh, we'll do that in a little bit. All right. Not quite yet. First, I want to get through this message. We've got some giveaways to do later on. I'm so, I'm so thankful. Man, so many of you guys have registered before tonight. And tonight, we're going to try to get as many of you registered as we can. But before we do that, before we jump into all the one weekend stuff, I want to spend about just 10 minutes or so just uh, talking a little bit about um, about uh, some stuff that God's doing in my life right now, some stuff that, things that I feel God is doing in my heart and my life right now. We've been in this series called The Pursuit of Holiness. That means to chase after pursuit, to chase after this thing called holiness. And we have defined holiness as like being set apart from God, like for God. Imagine like that machine, that, remember that, that game at the arcade that has the claw kind of thing, the claw, right? And it comes down and it picks up like the little monito, right? The little stuffed animal. And it's like, and it goes, like, it does this kind of thing, right? And it just drops it like that, right? Okay, so Toy Story style, right? The claw, the claw chooses who will go and who will stay, right? Okay, so imagine that holiness is this thing. It's like you, listen, listen. Last week when Eli preached, I sat in the back row, so I know what it's like back there, okay? So hang with me, all right? So imagine, though, that holiness is you being picked up and set apart from sin, and set apart to live for God. That that's what holiness is all about. That's what we've we've spent like four, this is our fourth week talking about holiness. Today, I want to talk about in the pursuit of holiness, how God doesn't just set us apart from sin for himself, but he also sets us apart from things that we deal with in this world, like worry, like fear, and like anxiety. You know, people have said that you, you, you teenagers here, that you are the most stressed out generation that has ever lived, that the kind of pressure you guys are under at school, at home, just in society at large, that your generation experiences so much stress, so much anxiety, so much fear. You know, I want to just bring us this very short message. I just want to quickly look at six verses and actually say that God actually cares about our worry and our fear and our anxiety now, I want you to just consider for a second the things in your life that may bring you worry. And wherever you're sitting today, okay, wherever you're at, wherever you're sitting, um, I want you to just kind of ask yourself, what is bringing me worry? What is bringing me anxiety? What is bringing me fear? And wherever you're sitting today, I'd like for you to try to just zero in on one of those things, whatever that might be tonight. Worry, fear, anxiety. In fact, if you're here today, maybe you're kind of like, man, like, I don't have anything that I'm concerned or worried about, then maybe that's like the shell that you put up to not experience life going on around you. Because there's so much in this life that could, could potentially just kind of come at you and feel like it's weighing down on you, all right? And the question on the screen is, does God really care? Whatever you've named in your heart and your mind that has brought you anxiety, fear, worry, does God really care about that? Okay, does he... Does he, what does he want us to know about worry and fear and anxiety? And I'm going to just quickly burn through six things and six verses, and then we're going to hang out, all right? Okay, so number one, the first thing I want us to know about fear, worry, and anxiety, it's this. It's really simple. It's that God is with you. Like the Bible promises that for those of us who call him our God, that he is with you. Look what the verse says, Joshua 1, chapter, chapter 1, verse 9. It says this. Read it on the screen if you need to, okay? Follow along with me. Don't fall asleep. Don't be talking to your neighbor. This is what it says. Have I not commanded you? This is God talking, by the way. Like God talking to you. 
he says, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Now look at the promise here. Look at this. Look at the screen. Like literally with your eyeballs, look at the screen. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So whenever there's fear, anxiety, worry, stress, for those of us that know God, he promises that he is with us wherever we go. Wherever you go, the promise is that you are not alone, that he is right there with you wherever you go. Man, there's a lot of distractions tonight. You guys be focused in with me here, okay? Because maybe, just maybe, the distractions exist so that you don't hear something that you really need to hear from God's word tonight, okay? All right. So God says this, whatever brings you worry, anxiety, stress, whatever it might be, he says, I am with you. That's my promise to you. With you, you're not alone when you walk in those places in your life. Second thing out of six is this is that we are called to believe in God and believe in Jesus. Look what John 14, verse 1 says. John 14, 1 says this it says, Do not let your heart be troubled. Last week, Eli talked about this battle that goes on in the heart, this battle of temptation and sin, this struggle that goes on in the heart. There's also another kind of a battle that goes on in the heart. The other kind of battle that goes on in the heart is this anxiety or worry or fear. That also happens in the heart and in the mind, and it's just kind of like this battle that can go on. Worry, fear, anxiety that goes on inside of us. And this verse right here says this, do not let your heart be troubled. Look at this. You believe in God. This is Jesus speaking. He says, believe also in me. So what he's literally saying is, don't let your heart be troubled because you believe in a God who is greater than whatever is bringing you worry, whatever is bringing you fear, whatever is bringing you anxiety and keeping you up at night. He's saying, you believe in me, a God who is greater than all of those things. So your response in worry and fear and anxiety is that you remember that your trust, your faith is in a God who's greater than all of those things. The third thing is this, number three, third verse, is that when we experience anxiety, worry, fear, whatever, number three is this, is that God's spirit lives inside of you. If you are a follower of Jesus Christ here today, listen to me, look at me right here, okay? If you call yourself a disciple of Jesus, a follower of Jesus Christ, he says that his spirit lives inside of you. That verse says this in 2 Timothy 1, it says, for the spirit of God gave us the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power. Power over what? Power over whatever is bringing us worry, fear, or anxiety. Power, uh, he gives us power. He gives us love. And we know that perfect love, the Bible says, pushes away fear. Did you know that? The Bible says that love is what pushes away fear in our lives. When we have God's love in our lives, fear is pushed to the side and pushed away. And he says the spirit gives us self-discipline. So for those of us, for those of you who face fear, worry, anxiety, God has set you apart from that. And he said, my spirit lives in you and has given you power, love, and self-discipline so that those fears and anxiety and worry don't have to control you and keep you um, from experiencing life in me. Here's number four. That means we only have three more to go and we're almost done. Number four, you can rest in God's hands. Now, look at my hand, okay? This is a small hand right here. I've never had really large hands. I know some of you guys have really big hands if you play basketball and all that stuff, right? My hands are kind of small. 
Now, check this out. Um, my hands are like not that impressive. When I used to play the piano, I could never stretch my hands. Uh, I had some friends that played the piano with me in college, and we would all we would practice together, and we would study together, we would study music together, and we would compare each other's hands, and like not literally like, oh, let me see your hands, but like we would notice that's because that's kind of weird, right? Imagine like, um, excuse me, like, can I see your hand? Like, no, that's kind of weird, but. But we would notice, though, that when we were practicing, that some of our friends were hitting um, intervals, octaves on the piano that we couldn't hit. They were like, oh, my goodness, like, his hands are a 12th or an 11th or a 13th, and, like, I'm barely doing an octave, which is eight notes. And so we started to see it. And so, like, my hands have this physical limitation, right? But can you imagine, though, that God says this? He says, you can rest in my hand. As God, he says, whatever brings you worry, fear, anxiety, stress, he says, you could actually live life in my hand. Look what he says. One of my favorite verses, Isaiah 41, 10, he says, do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. He says, look at this. I will strengthen you and help you and I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. This is promised to us that he will hold us in his hand and hold us up. Number five, it's this, that God promises to bring comfort and joy. Psalm 94, 19 says this. I love this. Some of us deal with anxiety here. Listen to this verse. It's for you. It says, when anxiety was great within me, your consolation brought me joy. Consolation is like comfort. Literally, the psalmist is saying, God, I was filled with this anxiety but your comfort rushed in and I felt this joy come in and it brought me this peace and resolution to whatever was causing me anxiety in my heart and in my life. That's God's promise to you. Listen, if you walk with God, if you know God, his promise is that he will bring you this comfort and this joy no matter what you're going through and dealing with in life. Number six, it's the last one. We're finished tonight. Number six, God gives peace. He gives peace to our hearts and he guards our hearts, and he guards our minds. You know, the things that bring us anxiety or worry or fear, some of those things, like, they feel like they're an assault on the mind. Like, for example, listen, some of you might know what it feels like to feel like you're on the verge of a panic attack. Maybe you've been sitting in school, and your mind is racing about stuff that's going on at home or stress or stuff that's going on maybe between your parents that you've seen and that you've witnessed. And I don't know what it might be for you that kind of triggers that, but some of you know what it feels like to kind of be sitting and to be short of breath and to just not know what to do in that moment, to just kind of be like... It just feels like at that moment, whatever is bringing you that anxiety or stress is overwhelming you. It feels like you're drowning for a second. Look what this says right here. Listen, it's a promise. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. So it's like that moment is like, God, you're like, what do I do? Just drowning in fear or worry or anxiety. And this verse right, right here says, don't let that drown you. It says, bring that to God. Present your request to God. And look what the promise is. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So you hit that moment where you're overwhelmed 
you're sitting at school and wondering what you're going to do at that moment, or maybe you're at home and the door's closed and you feel alone and like nobody understands you, God understands you. And he says to bring to him all that is troubling you. And he says that his peace, his peace surpasses anything you could understand, will rush in and it will guard your heart and it will guard your mind. And what is replaced is what is given to you and what replaces anxiety and fear and worry is this overwhelming joy, this overwhelming peace that you are not alone, but that your God knows you and he's with you. He's with you. Listen, maybe some of you have even seen your, your parents at that point. Some of you have probably seen your parents at some point in their lives as you've grown up, grown up with them. Maybe you've seen your parents to the point of anxiety or like your parents, you've seen them maybe feel overwhelmed by life and all that hits you in life, right? Maybe you've witnessed your parents go through some stuff like that and your hope for your mom or your dad is that they could come to walk and know God in such a personal way that God would give them peace in their hearts and minds and that God's peace would guard their mind and guard their heart. Listen, here's what you need to know really quick before we dismiss, is that the Bible says that God's peace guards our heart and guards our mind, and this is what it means to guard. Literally, what, what, what guarding means is that there will be attack. Like, you wouldn't need to guard or protect if an attack wasn't going to come. So the Bible is clear that there will be attacks on your hearts and there will be attacks on your minds and that is going to overwhelm you and make you feel full of anxiety or fear or whatever it might be, worry. And, and because that attack is imminent, the Bible says we have to have a guard for that. And the guard for our hearts and our minds is the peace that God gives us. What happens, though, is that sometimes we get so buried in our anxiety and so buried in our fear and in our worry that the only thing that we can do is look straight down, just straight down at our situation, straight down at our problem, straight down at our struggle and feel so alone. And God is trying to get our attention to pick up our heads to look at him because he wants to give us a peace then that guards our hearts and guards our minds in every single way. So when you go to C group time today, I'm gonna to ask you to be honest, to take some time to be honest with your C group leaders about some of the things that are bringing you maybe stress, worry, or fear. And maybe some of you really haven't been bold enough to share some stuff, but you have some stuff going on in your life. Maybe stuff you've seen at home. Maybe stuff you've seen with your parents. Maybe stuff you are personally going through at school that nobody knows about and stuff that you're struggling with. Listen, God wants to get your attention, pick your head up, so that he can fill you with his peace that will guard your heart and your mind. That's what it looks like to be set apart for holiness and set apart from anxiety, worry, and fear. And we can walk in this. It's his promise to us if we'll allow him to pick our head up from looking straight down at our situation and looking to him. And that's my prayer for each and every one of you here tonight. It's the prayer for myself too, all right? Let's pray, and then we're gonna move on to the next thing tonight. God, I wanna thank you for every student that is here tonight, Lord. You know them by name, you love them, and Lord, I know that many of them face just the, the daily struggle 
of being overwhelmed with anxiety, worry, fear, whatever it might be for them, God. Lord, I pray that you would um, call their name, that you would lift their chin up, and that they would see you, that they would see your love, your peace that overwhelms them, God. Lord, I pray that you'd give them boldness and confidence to face the day knowing that they are not alone, that you're with them in every way. We love you, God, and it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. All right, cool. Hey, so here's the thing, okay? Got some cool stuff coming up for one weekend. Now, before I do that, I know that there are a couple birthdays today, so it is birthday time before we move on to the next thing. So really quick, um, I want to just say happy birthday to Karina Ponce. Are you here, Karina? Can you stand for a second? Come on, stand up. All right, so Karina is here. Happy birthday. Karina, how old are you now? Okay, it's her 16th birthday. That's a good one, all right? Happy birthday, Karina. We're just really thankful for you, okay? And then where's Sith Lolly? Are you here? Hey, what's up, girl? Can you stand for a second? Happy birthday, Sith Lolly. I just want to wish you a happy birthday. And I'm so thankful for you as well. How old are you now? 17. So you were born exactly one year apart on the same day. Awesome. Happy birthday to you, Sith Lolly. Really thankful for you guys. And Sith Lolly, your mom is actually here. So come to the front, Sith Lolly, really quick. Your mom has brought you. Oh, my word. Whoa. I, I was outdone in the balloon department today, all right? <laughs> I, need, I needed another five balloons for Hannah. Hey, come up here really quick. No, 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 just right here with your mom. Hey, happy birthday in front of everybody. We love you very much. Your mom loves you. <laughs> your sister loves you too. Happy 17th birthday. Happy 17th birthday. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you know if you got that many gifts, you got to make a speech up here, right? Did you know that? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just, no, 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 I'm just kidding. I'm just, I know you would. Get out of here. <laughs> hey, happy birthday, girl. Happy for you. Happy for both of you girls. Uh, any other birthdays this week? Any other birthdays this week? Where you go? Matt Vaughn, what day was that again, man? I saw it on Facebook. Yesterday, man. Happy 18th birthday, Matthew. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. 18, man. 18. Congratulations, Matt. Really happy for you, buddy. I've known you for a long time, many years now. Good years, man. Any other birthdays this week that we're forgetting? Come on. Tell us if you have a birthday. Don't be shy. We want to know. All right. Your birthday's when? Monday. Monday. Okay, cool. Hey, yeah, let's see. Um, Eli, are you around here, man? Is the pizza here yet by any chance? Yeah, it is. Okay, cool. So, hey, here's what we're going to do. Okay, I'm going to give you a few instructions. Now, check this out really quick, all right? So, um, we're going to give you a chance to eat some pizza. We'll put the pizza out on that table right there where Eli is at, all right? And so you guys are going to have, here's what you can do. Listen to my instructions, okay? You're going to have 20 minutes, okay? Listen to me, shh. 20 minutes to eat pizza and go by the registration desk, and you can pick up one week in forms. You can fill them out. You can wait till your parents get here. You can register now. You could register after church tonight, okay? The table will be open. Now, here's the thing. If you have already registered for one weekend, there is a confirmation letter at the end of this table. It's called registration confirmation. It says you have registered for one weekend. You need to take that letter home today, okay? That's the first thing. Second thing is this. If you've registered, but you have not taken a medical consent home, you need to take the medical form home, have your parents fill it out and bring it back. If your parents come 
pick you up today. They can even do it today, but that medical form is there. So listen, listen, that's two things. Number one, make sure you take the confirmation home. Number two, if you haven't done it yet, take the medical consent home. And number three, if you haven't registered yet and have questions about registration, you can do that today. Now, um, Matt, I had some announcements at the end, but I'm going to go ahead and do them now, okay? So check this out. If you register for one weekend today, before midnight, you are going to get this free uh, Calvary Students black and white shirt that has the Calvary Students logo on it. Now listen, about 40... 44 of you students are already registered. You registered when the day registration opened all the way up until today. Today, before we came to, walked into Remedy, about 44 of you were already signed up. Some of you were signing up before church. If you register here or online, you can go home and register online. If you register before midnight today, you are guaranteed that shirt right there for free, just because you registered, okay? You can have that. It's our gift to you, just saying, I'm glad you're coming to one weekend. You can wear that shirt, and it'll be awesome, okay? So all you got to do is sign up. If you've already signed up, you're in. You're good to go, okay? You get that shirt, all right? Um, so then, now here's the other thing, too. If you have already registered for one week, then I have your name right here in, in this cup. If you've already registered, hey, I want to just tell you, like, for, like, about 40, about 42 of you, 42 of you registered before you came to church tonight, and I just want to give you props for that, okay? Like, hey, man, that's the way to do it. So because of that, I have giveaways for the 40 of you that are, uh, that are, are registered, okay? So throughout the night tonight, over the, about every five minutes or so, I'm going to be calling out a name, and I'm going to start right now with a $10 Chick-fil-A gift card, okay? So um, for those of you that aren't registered yet, hey, man. Get registered earlier next time, because I'm going to keep doing stuff like that for every big event that we do registration for, all right? No more, no more, the, the, none of this last minute day of registration stuff. That's old, okay? All right, so. I know, right, Christian? Lame, right? I didn't know about it. You've been at like five remedies in a row. How'd you not know about it, all right? Okay, so this first drawing is for a $10 Chick-fil-A gift card. We have one weekend shirts to give away. We have other gift cards to give away. So if you're registered, if your name is registered, you are in this drawing right here. And the first one for the $10 gift card is Miss Margo, all right? Hey, what's up, Margo? Do you like Chick-fil-A? Eh, no, okay. Okay, I'll tell you what. I'll let you choose a different price then, and I'll give Chick-fil-A to somebody else, all right? Okay, cool. All right, so, so next, next 20 minutes, okay, here's what you can do. Grab pizza, come by and see us at the table. The one thing you cannot do, listen to me. You cannot leave this building. You cannot leave these doors. You can't go outside. You checked in here until 8 o'clock. You cannot leave yet, okay? So if you do leave, we're going to go find you and have um, some words with you, okay? All right? Okay. Some lo loving words. No, kind, loving words about how you're in big trouble, all right? Okay, cool. you're in trouble for Valentine's Day. All right, cool. Are you guys ready? You guys got the pizza ready? Awesome. Okay, you guys got about 20 minutes, all right? 